The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Voters in Central Virginia cast ballots in the race for the vacant 9th District State Senate seat. Democratic Delegate Lamont Bagby has more than 80% of the vote in the race against Republican Stephen Imholt, according to the State Department of Elections. Nearly all precincts had reported their tallies by 8 p.m. Tuesday. Democrat Jennifer McClellan left the 9th District in February when she became the first black woman from Virginia elected to the U.S. Congress. Another special election will need to be set to fill Bagby's House of Delegates seat, as he'll likely serve the remainder of McClellan's term. The Reverend Al Sharpton will deliver the eulogy at the funeral of Ivo Otieno, who died while in police custody earlier in March. The service is set to begin at 11.30 a.m. today at the Chesterfield campus of First Baptist Church of South Richmond and is open to the public. Ten people have been charged with second-degree murder in Otieno's death. They've all been released from jail, and their trial dates are set for late April and May. Video of the incident shows sheriff's deputies and hospital employees attempting to restrain Otieno after he's led into a room at Central State Hospital. The Dinwiddie Commonwealth's attorney has said the 28-year-old died from asphyxiation, though no cause of death has officially been released. Richmond's poverty rate has been going down during the past decade, according to a new annual report from the city's Office of Community Wealth Building. Jad Khalil from VPM News explains the two things potentially causing the change. Monday, Capricia Spellman told City Council about poverty. She's the director of the Office of Community Wealth Building. The poverty rate in the city of Richmond is 19.8%, and it has been moving in the right direction. It's down for lots of different demographics, black, white, men, and women. It's up, though, for those with some college education, but not a degree. The data indicates two things could be going on. People could be just moving out of poverty as Richmond's economy grows. But Spellman says the numbers need to be more fully studied to help measure the success of city programs like its Guaranteed Income Project. We need more robust longitudinal tracking tools that would prove its long-term impact on a resident's lives to better understand the barriers that residents actually face. Another potential factor could be migration as more educated people move to Richmond. And while extreme poverty among black residents has dropped by 30 percent, outward migration has a lot to do with that. Spellman says. Jad Khalil, VPM News. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration recently announced it's moving its East Coast operations hub out of Norfolk. Catherine Hafner with partner station WHRO News has more. NOAA first opened a Norfolk office 90 years ago. It morphed into what's now the Marine Operations Center for the Atlantic on York Street in Freemason. Employees there coordinate NOAA ships in the Atlantic Ocean and Great Lakes. The center is also a home port for some flagship research vessels. The agency is now finalizing plans to move it to Naval Station Newport in Rhode Island. NOAA spokesperson Keeley Belva says the decision will save money and lead to more efficient ship operations. She says the move won't reduce NOAA ship missions in Norfolk or the Chesapeake Bay. 
That was Catherine Hafner with Partner Station WHRO News. The superintendent of Spotsylvania County Public Schools this week floated the idea of getting rid of school libraries. Superintendent Mark Taylor made the comment yesterday at a budget work session, according to the Freelance Star. His comments came after the board requested a $22 million increase in funding from the county for the next school year. Other cuts Taylor proposed to avoid a potential shortfall include eliminating 23 paraeducator positions as well as 60 teacher positions. At the meeting, Taylor said these were all suggestions, not recommendations. The Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU celebrated the completion of a new pediatric emergency and trauma care center yesterday. When it opens on April 30th, the 16-story Children's Tower will offer access to pediatric specialists around the clock and include 72 private patient rooms for care, according to VCU. Here's Governor Glenn Youngkin, who spoke at the event. But what you'll see is a facility that has been custom designed for kids and families among the largest patient rooms in the nation with private bathrooms, family zones, smart technology. Construction on the $420 million facility began in June of 2019, and when it opens, Children's Tower will increase pediatric emergency room space in the city by 40%. For the second time this year, a megasite in southwest Virginia has missed out on locating a facility involved in the manufacturing of electric car batteries. The Pennsylvania County site was in the running for a $1.3 billion lithium hydroxide processing plant that could have created 300 jobs, according to Cardinal News. Governor Glenn Youngkin was involved in negotiations. His assistance was called, quote, very helpful by local officials. Albemarle Corp. opted to build its new facility in South Carolina, closer to the company's main office in Charlotte. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.